Hey there, my name's Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Culture Bus Tools podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. In each episode, I explore leadership strategies that increase your capacity and effectiveness with people. And during each show, I interview thought leaders, hear their leadership stories, and discuss ways to become better problem solvers and people developers. Visit culturebus.cc to access additional tools focused on each episode so you can create forward movement with your team. Okay, let's dive into today's show. I have a special guest, Laura Puckett. Laura, welcome to the Culture Bus Tools podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm encouraged to talk to you about some ideas that we've been talking about for weeks now. Before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about where you are in the world and what you do. Yeah, I am in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, and we have lived here for three years now. We moved from Orlando, Florida after being there for 24 years. We are on staff with Grace Church now in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, and love living out here with the mountains and close to Greenville. Yeah, and your husband, Scott Puckett, he is the campus pastor at our Traveler's Rest campus. Were you guys in ministry before you came to Grace? Yes, we were there in ministry. We've been in ministry for 29 years. We're on staff with the church for 11 years while Scott was in seminary. And then after that, planted a church for another 11 years. What was the journey like to move from Orlando to Traveler's Rest? Well, after being someplace for so long, you know, we were leaving good friends, but it's great to be here and really enjoying the culture of Grace Church and what it has to offer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Traveler's Rest Campus, you know, Grace has 10 campuses and three Espanol campuses. And I will say that the Traveler's Rest Campus is probably, to me, I think one of the most relational campus. Like when you meet people there, everyone is so relational. And I'm not saying that everyone is not in other (laughs) campuses, but I do think that Scott's leadership and the team that you guys have, it does lend to your personality a bit. You guys are really extroverted people. You're always doing something fun in the community. You guys are always gathering together. Uh, I mean, even now, some of the stuff that you're doing, I'd love for you to share a little bit about the stuff that you guys are doing each week with your campus, your fasting as a campus. Tell us a little bit about some of that. Yeah. So we are fasting after Bill White did his sermon on fasting that just encouraged us to take that a little bit further. And so Scott is leading us in a fast on Sunday until Monday. And then at five o'clock on Monday evening, we gather and we just close in prayer and break our fast and go and eat. So that's been a great way. And this coming um, May 11th, we're going to be doing a virtual prayer walk, which I'm really excited about. One of our community group leaders, they have been praying around their neighborhood. So we are now doing that churchwide. And then we're going to gather through Zoom and have a closing time to just sing some songs and pray. Wow. That's going to be so fun. I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do at Grace. You have a unique role at the Traveler's Rest Campus. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your role there and what you do. So I am the Group Life Women's Minister at the Traveler's Rest Campus. Each campus has a Group Life Women's Minister, which is a great position for churches to have. I think it's pretty unique that they had this set up even prior to COVID-19. And what Mm -hmm. I do is I get the opportunity to equip and shepherd 
our women community group leaders. So it's just a resource for them to go to as they're shepherding other people in their community groups. Before COVID-19, the role, you had two huddles in the fall and two huddles in the spring. And huddles are just where we gather as women. They get equipping material. They get shepherding. They get to have a voice in how they're doing in shepherding the women in their group. And so those are our huddles. Now, after COVID-19, there have been a lot more contact with each other and more touch points. So we're trying to do huddles a little more often and have those one-on-one conversations just to make sure they're doing okay. Yeah. So for a huddle, just to help our listeners understand, I mean, how many people do you think come to a huddle and how long does that last? Yeah. So you try to keep huddles a little smaller, like five to eight women. Sometimes they can be a little larger and you keep it at an hour and Mm. just to respect people's time. And but it's a great opportunity to just give out some good leadership material. You can also, we've gone through a book before and had people read the book prior to meeting and just discussing the leadership skills and those books and tools that that a book has to offer. Man, that's so good. I think there's a lot that we could learn from that. And just the idea of providing content that creates conversation that leads to change. I think that that's really what a huddle does. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives you a chance to to collaborate with women and just touch base with them and help them know that you're engaging, that you care for them. I think it's a great thing. I, I love that. You know, each week we focus on a leadership tip. And this is really just something that's critical for us as leaders to implement in our day to day and why that's important. And uh, I guess maybe about five weeks ago, I heard about these five questions. Actually, I think I originally heard them from Scott Puckett in a campus pastor meeting. And then some of my friends that I had talked through in Marco Polo the week after had mentioned, and these were guys at other campuses had mentioned that they were talking about the five questions in their group. And I was like, what? This is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you hear about this? Right. And so I started to realize that this was taking conversation to another level. And I thought this would be really fun to talk to you about it because they're your brainchild. (laughs) And so I think that just engaging with our family around these five questions is what I want to focus on today. And I was hoping that maybe you could just jump in, you could share with us the five questions, and then maybe we could talk about each of those. And then at the end of the show, we could talk a little bit about how we could implement that. So I'd love for you to just kind of share, first of all, like how these even came about and why you put them together. So when I heard that school was going to be canceled for a few weeks at that time, I realized that this was going to maybe be a little bit of a longer journey for us. And so I knew I needed something with with having my two children at home, my two younger children who are in high school, just to keep us living intentionally and being people who are spiritual beings, emotional beings, creative beings, physical beings. I just thought of these five simple questions to keep us living intentionally each day. And so that was just something important to me because I know our tendency is to sometimes not live intentionally. I didn't want us watching TV, doing video games all day long, which is easy to do. That's great. Talk about the five questions, what each of them are, and maybe we can just double tap on each of them. Okay. So the five questions are, what are you doing spiritually to care for yourself? What will you do creatively today? 
What will you do physically today? How will you interact with your friends and leaders socially? And how will you serve others today? So you introduced these five questions to your family. What was the response when you first introduced those? Well, initially, the response kind of kept us moving a little bit. And as time has gone on, and I'm like, okay, we're going to go through our five questions. (laughs) Oh, there's a little more hesitancy in wanting to participate. And each question definitely has a different response, too. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one. What are you doing spiritually to care for yourself? To me, this is huge. I mean, of course, this is the opportunity for us to walk with Christ and to mm-hmm. and to follow him. What does that look like for you? What were you hoping that your kids and your and your husband would think as you kind of presented this question? Well, I was just hoping to put on the forefront of our minds each day that there's a God who is in charge of what we're all walking and that we need to be intentional with the time that we have been given a little more time and space to think about him, think about creation and think about our days. And so my hope was that this wouldn't just be a time that we floated through, but a time that we intentionally engaged the Lord and heard from him and that we were still before him. Yeah. So I've had a couple of people tell me, Hey, I'm going to try to read the Bible in a year. That's what I'm going to try to do. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought that's been really neat as this, as COVID-19 has created some urgency, I guess, so to say, and some people, what are some other ways that you think we could answer this question for ourselves on a daily basis? Yeah. So for me, like I hadn't really engaged memorizing scripture for a while. And so it, I have a group of friends, about three other people, and we are, we just found one pretty short passage, but we're taking the time to memorize that passage. And it has been years since I had really intentionally memorized scripture. Mm. And for my son, he has used the daily devotional plan and He has four other friends, and so the five of them are going through a daily devotional plan, and they can give their thoughts on the plan and what they read that day, and so they're engaging each other spiritually as they go through that plan. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think for Mm -hmm. us and our family, we have found that at night, and we'll talk about this towards the end of the episode, but we've even found that at night, it's a great time at the dinner table to talk about how everybody's done with these five Mm -hmm. questions kind of go around the room. And what I've found even in my own kids that uh, it's, it's hard if you've read the scriptures in the morning, if you've, if you've tried to spiritually care for yourself early in the morning, it's hard sometimes to recite whatever it is that you read. And so, Mm -hmm. so one of the other options that I was thinking here is just to, to start a journal, maybe writing some of the thoughts that you have, but finding a quiet spot out in nature to pray or write or read. And um, that that's also another way that we can do that. That's good. Yeah. There's a ton mm-hmm. of things. I, I asked a couple of my friends to give me examples because in my conversations, I've been talking about these five questions. They've, it's really been helpful, Laura. You've created some great mm-hmm. dialogue for me, but even earlier, you just said the campus at Traveler's Rest is, is fasting from Sunday to Monday. I mean, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. even that is a way to do that. So any other ideas? Well, I know you and I have talked and I really appreciated your idea of using the resource of Marco Polo with a group of friends like you've done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have, I've got a couple buddies of mine 
who um, in the last couple of weeks, we've been using Marco Polo to memorize scripture. And it's been kind of cool. I mean, like at first it was kind of weird. Some of my guys were like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I'd rather just talk to you. And, but we've been memorizing Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And I'll just say it. And then he responds back and he says it to me. And then towards the end of the evening, we'll probably send another Marco Polo that's like, hey, let me tell you what I've been thinking about today and what's going on. It's been kind mm-hmm. of fun. Um, and that has been super helpful. It's a great accountability tool. So yeah, that's really great. What is the second question that you've been asking your family and why did you decide on that one? So the second question is, what are you doing creatively today? And this was important to me because I think that just keeps us thinking outside of the box and just really being intentional with the resources that the Lord has given us to be creative. So good. What are some ideas that you are, or you've seen in your own children, your family and others that we could do to implement this? So my 18 year old daughter has asked if she could go buy some chalk from Walmart, Uh which is only a dollar. And so she's been in our driveway doing chalk art. And then we had the exciting opportunity to go to the hospital right here in Traveler's Rest that has COVID-19 patients. And we were able to get a group of us to do chalk art on the driveway so that the medical professionals, as they're leaving, just had some encouraging words and encouraging notes to get them through this time. Yeah, so good. I found that with my family and with other people, this is probably the hardest question out of the five to implement. And mm-hmm. it's just it's difficult to be creative. I think sometimes we get in ruts and and even with COVID-19 where we this is recording this in week 7, you get rhythms and then you kind of keep to those rhythms. So to get mm-hmm. outside of your rhythm is challenging. I know that my boys when they were little they had Legos and so we had boxes and boxes of Legos and we pulled those out a couple weeks after COVID-19 was like, how can we be creative? Well, let's build Legos. Mm-hmm. And so that's been kind of fun. I think learning how to play a song or using an instrument, piano, guitar, something that you've not done. I think you mentioned that your daughter had done that. Yeah, both of them are doing piano and guitar stuff. So that's been a creative outlet for them, something musical. Yeah. And, you know, another thing we did is we have these three garden beds and we're not really gardeners, but it was mm-hmm. just a way to get them outside and in creation. So we yeah. we are we decided to do a garden this year. So. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is a hard one to do. I think for for some of us that maybe like to cook, maybe maybe trying a new mm-hmm. recipe that could be creativity. I've been grilling more, and so I've been trying. Yeah different things. Last night, I made the family some Mexican sandwiches. I could go on and on. About this. this was so fun, but I'd never done that. So that was my, at the dinner table, when they asked me like, how are you creative today, dad? I was like, I made the Mexican sandwiches and I served you. That was the other way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. great. Well, let's talk about the third question. Yeah. So the third question is what will you do physically today? So we're doing simple things like walking, yard work, playing basketball. We've gone hiking. As a family, I know you've done that too, right? Yeah, 
That's right. Another thing that we've done as a family is we, with the chalk that you mentioned your daughter got, my daughter did the same thing. And she decided to make a Foursquare box out in the street. And so we have been playing a lot of Foursquare and sometimes we get really competitive as a family. So that's been kind of a Uh physical way to work out or just to be physical too. I think anything to get moving. I walked outside of my bedroom, which has become my office here. And my daughter was actually playing with something on YouTube. It's called Unlock Your Phone Level One. If you go check that out on YouTube. And it's basically give you like five numbers. And she had like 10 paper plates on the ground with numbers on them. And so the video Mm -hmm. will give you five numbers or four numbers. And then you have to pat them as quickly as you can. And it's got music to it. And then it goes to another. But I mean, even that is a way. There's so many things you could do from you can Mm -hmm. walk a mile or run a mile. Or if you're super physically active, go run 10 miles, shoot, go do it. It's a great question to ask. And I think this is another one that my family, I think we could do a better job of if we were all ranking ourselves, you know, the creativity, Uh the physical uh, question, those are some of the harder ones for everyone to say, yeah, I did this that day. Um, But that's great. Well, let's, let's, let's keep moving on. Let's talk about the next one. Talk about what that is and why you felt like that was an important question to ask your family. So how will you interact with your friends and leaders socially today? And I think these days it's just so easy to stay inside our four walls behind the computer and Uh, It's just important for us to have that social interaction. And even through Zoom, I know that that has been really hard for some of our leaders just even to interact socially through Zoom because you're not able to use your non-verbals. And we use so much of that so often. So, But just to have that time to to look at people, to have conversations, even through Zoom, look at people, to have Mm -hmm. meaningful conversation. It's just so important for us. Yeah, it's great. I, I know that a couple of weeks ago, my daughter, one of her best friends, uh, the the her best friend's mom said, hey, can I just bring my daughter Hallie over and I'll just sit in the driveway for an hour and I'll let Hallie uh-huh. sit on a chair and just let Blythe and her talk through the window. And so yeah. that was really cute to see. But I think that's a practical way to do this. I mean, it's hard to do this every day, but just I've challenged uh-huh. my boys, you know, I've got teenager boys and sometimes they think interacting with friends and leaders socially is sending a text or playing Fortnite. And I think there's a little bit more depth to that. Would you agree? Anything you would want to add there? I mean, absolutely. There's more depth to that than just sending a text. And it's just so important to have those conversations. Well, we did something uh, really uh, fun. We Scott's brother lives in Orlando, and we were able to Zoom him and interact with him socially. So he was sitting on our dinner table through a computer, but we spent about three hours with him just talking, playing a game. And that was great social interaction with a family member. That's so fun. That's Mm -hmm. a great idea. I'm going to try that this weekend. That's a plan. (laughs) I think too, just like maybe even I saw this the other day, my wife was, um, I, I caught her writing a bunch of notes to people, just writing thank you notes to people, just being mm-hmm. positive and sharing how meaningful they are to her. And so that was awesome. I think the yeah. Marco Polo, if, if, you know, we talked about that earlier, but if you haven't had a chance to connect with people using Marco Polo has been super fun. Even if you did it with one person and tried it, that would be a great idea there. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. Let's talk about the last question that you asked, which I think is super helpful and important for us. Um, Talk about that, why you came up with that one. 
So how will you serve today? And I think Grace does a wonderful job of putting us serving in in our minds, you know, just the importance of serving, serving at the church. But obviously that's been limited as we're not able to meet as a church body. Also, this just helps us get outside of ourselves to think of other people and how to care for them. And so that's been really fun for us to think of creative ways to serve while practicing social distance. Mm, Um, So true. One of the things that our son washed his older sister's car for her, which was great. We've been able to serve as a church in some unique ways, like bringing food to the medical professionals at the hospital. Yeah, that's so good. I think for Mm -hmm. us as as a family, just in our side, our walls, there's a chance to do this and then outside. So inside is just simply asking people, is there anything that I can do for you today that would be helpful? Mm -hmm. Um, And just being willing to do whatever that person says, if it's mopping a kitchen floor or if it's like you said, washing a car or, um, or just being intentional of recognizing opportunities opportunities that I know Mm -hmm. that my wife has worked really hard. She's a new teacher. And so I've tried to serve my family just by like cooking dinner and that's been helpful. Mm -hmm. And and then I've been able to use the creativity question to come up with something new. And at first, some of the meals I made were really bad and I'm getting better. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, and like your, your wife did earlier, just writing thank you notes to people that is serving them. It's interacting with friends socially and serving. A lot of these questions overlap with each other. They do. And I, and I Mm -hmm. find that they're, they're super helpful and I really appreciate you putting these together. Um, Well, as we finish today, is there anything encouraging that you might want to share with us or challenge us with us? We lead. Well, I know that you had put together a game and that was just such a helpful resource when I was looking at that to challenge us to really keep us accountable in doing these things. It's easy as the time goes on and on for these to kind of forget them a little bit. And I just think it's important. This is a great reminder for me to just keep asking these questions, keep moving, keep pressing on as it's getting longer and longer. Be intentional and be simple and with it. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the episode today, Laura. Hey, thank you, Chris. Well, as we finish today's episode, I do want to thank you for joining us. And I'm super excited to mention the game that Laura had spoken of earlier. And it's called the Five Questions Board Game. My family's been beta testing it out for a couple weeks. And so I can't wait for you to get your hands on it. Basically, the way the game works is you print out a copy of the Five Questions Board Game. Then you choose a week to play your family or friends to win a prize of the group's choosing. Now, my family, we've been playing for a $10 gift card. You could do pretty much whatever you wanted to do. But let me tell you, if you're competitive like our family, you'll probably have a lot of fun with this game. And it's a great way to engage at the dinner table. So after you print out the board game, you write each player's name in the blanks. And then each player commits to pursuing tasks every day for six days to answer the five questions. The board game, it also gives you some ideas for implementation, which have been super helpful for my kids and myself in coming up with ideas. Then during a set time each night, you discuss amongst the group how each person pursued the five questions. Then you check each day's box when someone accomplishes a question. And then the person with the most checked boxes after the six day period wins. Like I said, it's been super fun. It's given our family direction and focus during this COVID-19 season. 
But I believe even after we get finished with this season of social distancing, this game will still be fun to play for seasons to come. So if you're interested in accessing the board game, email me at hello at culturebus.cc or check out the show notes for more information. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, I would love your help in getting the word out. You can do that by subscribing to your favorite podcasting platform, giving us a review and telling others about the show. All right. See you next time on the Culture Bus Tools podcast.